Welcome everybody to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast that talks about video game news, recent game releases, and all the biggest topics in the video game industry. My name is Luke Armstrong and I'm your host. Joining me this week is Adam and Garrett. I'll start with you, Garrett. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you, Luke? Doing good. Uh, missed you on the show last week, so it's good to have you back, and I uh, can't wait to, to catch up on what, you, what you've what you been playing recently. Yeah, good to be back. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good. So today is kind of a laid-back, casual show. We are kind of looking at our recording schedule and uh, trying to figure out where we kind of crunch people in, and so we found a time, but it's like really late Sunday night when we're recording this, so... We figure rather than trying to find news pieces and, and drag out a show really long, let's keep it keep it casual, keep it laid back, and just let's take this episode to catch you guys up on what video games we've been playing. I know that we kind of cover that every single week, but uh, me, Garrett, and I kind of feel that uh, we haven't had as much time as we'd like to kind of go over some of the games um, we've kind of been rushing through because we've had some long shows and some guests on, on previous episodes. So that's what today's show is going to look like. Um, so it's it's going to be very, very laid back, like I said, and hopefully it's enjoyable to listen to. So before we get to that, all that, though, we do have a couple housekeeping points that I want to go over. Um so first of all, just a reminder that the podcast airs every Tuesday on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, each week, Adam, Garrett, and myself discuss the biggest topics in the video game industry and share opinions on recent game releases. The show is available on all major podcast services. The easiest way to find us is just go to anchor.fm slash games are fun, and then there'll be a tab there that will be like, listen, I don't even remember what it says. It's like, uh, more platforms or it, it takes us to our anchor page but then it there's a, a link there right on that page that will show like 11 different links to apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast stitcher podbean like there's there's a whole bunch of podcast services out there so um, rather than having to go and search for games are fun i recommend just doing that it's really quick and easy if you want to support this podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to it on. I know that we have a lot of Apple podcast listeners, so if you guys enjoy the show, why don't you repay us the favor by giving the show a review. Uh, leave leave a quick review on what you think of the show. Leave a five-star rating if you could. That kind of stuff really helps us and helps grow the show, find find big, bigger audiences and, and stuff like that, so... Thank you to everyone who has already done that. Also, we had a game giveaway this past month for the month of February. We were giving away a copy of Horizon Zero Dawn for PlayStation 4. And congratulations to our winner, who is at MatthewLion11 on Twitter. So Matthew, we have sent you a DM for instructions, not instructions, but uh, just reply reply to that DM and we'll we'll get you your code for your game. Uh, so congrats to you, to you, and thank you so much to everyone else who uh, entered that giveaway. We saw more participation in it uh, than last month's giveaway, so we got some new followers, some new engagement from people that we hadn't seen before. So thank you so much to everyone who did that. Um, I guess this is a good good point to make that I think we're going to try and do like a game giveaway every month. You know, maybe 
if we get lucky, uh, we could do two two games a month or something like that. But uh, last month or January, I guess we gave away NBA 2K20 for Xbox One. February we did Horizon Zero Dawn, which I didn't even plan this, but it actually kind of worked out because uh, we just passed Horizon Zero Dawn's uh, third anniversary so it was kind of fitting to choose that game uh and then for the month of month of march we are not ready to announce what game it's going to be yet but uh head over to our twitter at games are fun pod because that's where we run our giveaways and uh yeah just set the alert so you get notified when we're tweeting and then you can make sure that you enter the next giveaway for march so i suspect that by next week's episode we'll have announced on our twitter page what that game's going to be and stuff so make sure you're stay tuned for that um i think that's all i have adam garrett do you have anything you want to add or do you want to just get into the topic no we can go right into it yep all right cool so yeah let's uh let's have like a round table discussion about what games we've been playing uh rather than each of us taking a turn, like, we'll just kind of, you know, go around uh, and alternate and just kind of have discussions about what we've been playing. So who who's eager to go first? Let's give it to Adam. Give it to Adam? All right, Adam. Yeah. You're on the hot seat. Let's let's hear what uh, what's the first game you wanted to bring up and talk about today. Uh, so I wanted to talk about some, some dreams that uh, I've either didn't remember last time or just we we didn't have time for me to mention yeah. so uh just a quick down rundown on some of these um for for one i did play the uh kind of like pt remake um did you make it all the way was, through i did yeah oh, good for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i didn't nope out this time um i did i did play <laughs> the whole way um and it was really good they did they did a really good job uh you know pretty much recreating the almost exact source material of mm-hmm. of the original pt so uh that was really good um there were some obvious you know areas where they m- maybe didn't have the same kind of technology and and was a little noticeable right but i mean for the most part like it was it, it did really good of recreating that kind of uh intense environment that the original had yeah, so good, totally. good on them uh that being said I have run into so many remakes and uh, of of certain things or people using like existing characters and stuff and just like like people will, will take a model of Link or mm-hmm. the Flash or Hulk and just dump it into like a free roam thing right and pass it off as something and it's like please stop mm. yeah <laughs> it is it is drowning out the the stuff that people are actually creating and like uh you know creating something new or or something interesting yeah so it's it's really frustrating to see a lot of those like someone uh, you know same example someone puts mario into you know kind of a, a vertical but essentially just still a free roam thing i see okay. it's like that's not fun no like yeah yeah <laughs> i think I think it was last week, Media Molecule, I was on one of the podcasts, kind of funny, IGN, I don't know where I heard it from, uh, they were talking about um, changing the the feature to show less, you know, remakes and 
more original content, I guess, like original creations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I hope I think like if they were yeah, if they tweak some of that stuff, hopefully they can showcase, you know, original games more than and it's not that I guess I'll ask you this since you've you've been playing around with so many different things like do you find yourself wanting to play really good remakes of like like such as PT or I know that there's a couple other other ones floating around there or are you more attracted to trying out original games that were just made up by by people completely original ideas I'm I'm definitely more interested to the the uh, original ideas um, however, if someone puts together a really solid, like we talked about last week, there was a Sonic Adventure game that someone did a, a pretty good job. That one's with. quite impressive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I had mm. fun with that. So I mean, it, it's not using existing like IPs or ideas isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just the majority of them are not done well mm-hmm. or or used creatively. Yeah. Um, and and to kind of go back to what we were saying about like Media Molecule and. Um, you know, one of the first things you'll see when you go, you know, dream surfing, as they call it, is uh, like trending picks. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this may be what you had heard on the kind of funny podcast where it's, it's one of the first sort of um, pools of content that you see. And this is the one that's pretty much just littered with with these things like, you know, Mario mm-hmm. and the Flash and, um, and Iron Man or whatever. Um, and so there's really not a lot there because people just give these things these things thumbs up i don't know if they're not playing it or if they say hey this is cool and don't care that there's really no uh really nothing to do in them yeah or they're just Um, giving them the thumbs up because they're funnier or they've gone viral because they have like i've seen a couple of those little like shorts i think one's called like there's one weird one that i watched that's just like has an absurd amount of thumbs up but it's like like it's silly almost right so there's a lot of that on there too yeah but then there are like if you kind of dig deeper and you find some of the other game pools mm-hmm. and there's ones um <clears throat> where they'll highlight the winners of like the the previous like game jams and stuff like that um there are some really good stuff in there like the one i found is called opposite day two okay and this is just a it was just like a silly kind of like walking simulator um but there was kind of some puzzle aspects to it, like uh, it, like it's called Opposite Day, but it really doesn't have anything to do with like opposites of anything. It's just kind of like uh, it's it's kind of like a game of riddles or like brain teasers or whatever. Um, <clears throat> kind of hard to say because again, it is a walking sim- simulator, and there are characters that you interact with and stuff, and it's just it's humorous and it's it's well thought out. Um, it looks very basic. But the gameplay is actually quite fun and, and the experience is quite fun. Uh, so I like that one. And then there's also Untitled Space Opera, which is just kind of like a really short, you know, kind of work in progress thing. Right. Uh, but it's essentially kind of like a uh, kind of like, you know, it's a space adventure game. Like you start off, you're on a ship and you're kind of exploring the ship. You're interacting with characters <clears throat> on the ship. And uh, the real highlight on this for me was that. Uh, in the the short amount of gameplay, they made it pretty interesting to to kind of want to. They make you they leave you wanting more, which is good. But the uh, the level of of art and intricacy and detail in this game was just so good. Like it, it's hard to believe. Like when you uh, pair this against 
other dreams, like it's just, it, it's a quite an accomplishment really. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how much time they spent on this, but it, it had to have been an absurdly long amount of time just mm-hmm. uh, fleshing this thing out. So hopefully they, they come back to it and they expand on it more and maybe turn it into more of a, a full fledged game. But that was, that was really good. And then, uh, also the, the pilgrim, the one you recommended last week mm-hmm. was, was a lot of fun too. It was basically, it was kind of like a, uh, it was kind of like if Gandalf was in a Mario game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. So it's kind of taking like mechanics, like, you know, from a Mario game, but it's not Mario. Um, and then, you know, give it a little bit of extras, a little bit of like magic ish type usage and, uh, put in some hidden collectibles like yeah. Yeah, it made for a pretty good experience i enjoyed that game yeah it's uh w- when i mentioned it last week like my favorite thing about the pilgrim is just the how each level is very original and unique in its own mm-hmm. um yep. and like the, like there, there's one level halfway through the game at some point where you're kind of like a top-down perspective and you actually use like a fire ability to right. kill enemies yeah. and it's crazy because you you know, the level before that was like a 3D platformer, like you said, like a Super Mario type of thing where you're mm-hmm. jumping and, and sliding and stuff like that. So that's what was so cool to me is like, it, it, and it was like a decent length. Like you, like you mentioned, yeah. there's a lot of games on there that are so short because obviously <laughs> these things take a lot of time and, you know, they're, they're a lot of them are, you can probably get through them in 10, 15 minutes. But um, I was just impressed on, that it, it kept going. I was like, I expected it only to be like three or four levels. And I, I think it was like 10 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. The, the one level you mentioned, yeah, it just, you know, it's been, you know, mostly platforming up to that point. And then it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden like a twin stick shooter yeah. for a level. And yeah, that was, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. So definitely some, some good ideas in there. For sure. Awesome. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about in, in, in dreams, I guess? Um, not really. I mean, I, I tried to sit down yesterday cause like I said, most of these games were ones that I played last week that mm-hmm. I just didn't have a chance to talk about. Right. So, uh, last night I decided to sit down and play some thinking, you know, if I can get one or two games out of this to talk about for the show, it'd be a win. But I, I tell you what, I, I was striking out big time. Yeah. That's um, what you're saying. There, there's not a lot of great content in there, at least as of last night that, that was available in um, in those different like category pools. So it's like either I had already played the games or it was just, you know, some nonsense games. And uh, I, I did look through some pretty good, like just, you know, like still art or, um, you know, where, where something is, is essentially just like a cut scene, but it's yeah. really, so there was some stuff like that that was pretty good, but nothing that really like stuck out to you blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, it's like we said last week. For every like great game, there's like a bunch of <laughs> games on there. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like there there is a decent amount of content. And it seems to be growing every single week. Um, I I recommend that any of you who are listening and play Dreams to if you use Reddit at all, like follow the the subreddits. I think it's like r slash PS4 Dreams or Dreams PS4, one of the two. And they, the community on there, you'll, you'll see those really high upvoted posts of games that um, maybe weren't on your radar. So I've, I found a couple 
decent games that way just just using the internet um yeah but yeah i think like as we've said like as more time progresses you know we're gonna get more creations in there but i also think media molecule is gonna refine a lot of things um on you know finding the best games uh improving the search functions stuff like that being able to share them more easily because that's the one thing that i they they have that uh you can go on like a web browser and pull up your your profile and you know it, it you have some features on there that you can do I like i know greg from kind of funny has like a folder on his page that has mm-hmm. like a bunch of creations you can check out um mm. but like stuff like that like a way that i could track what like even just uh and maybe there is this and i just haven't seen it but just having like a history right of like because sometimes i'll like thumb thumbs up something and I won't like, cause you can like follow a creation so that, you mm-hmm. know, if it's a work in progress or whatever, you can go back or get updates for it and stuff. But like the, re- yeah, one of the things I do is, um, y- you can mark it when, when you see the buttons for like follow creation mm-hmm. or follow creator, there's one that's, um, it's save for later or uh, oh, okay. something like that. So that can kind of keep the ones that, that you really like and you can get back to right. easily. So that's, mm. that's a, pretty good gotcha feature. okay yeah because i i played like a ton of games that i i haven't really gone back and looked if i'm being honest but like i i, I tried to find them and um only we were, were able to find a couple and some of them i know i had liked them but there there is like one of the tabs when you're on the dream surfing thing it's like uh creations you've liked or something like that um and it, you can follow people like i'm following you adam so like there is one on there that uh, Adam Palooza liked, you know, these creations and stuff like that. And I, you can send creations. So I, yeah, I, I just hope that, you know, a month from now, it's going to be even more proficient in finding these different games and creations. So, yeah, I'll have to check out Reddit, um, but also too. So for anyone that's, that's listening and, and has found some really good uh, dreams to play, let me know um, yeah. on Twitter at Adam Palooza 85, um, you know, uh, I'm more than happy to check out anything worthwhile. So absolutely, and you know, as as I didn't get to play Dreams this week, but something that Adam and I brought up when we talked about Dreams is hopefully, like, as long as we're still playing it. I mean, once Animal Crossing comes out, our, our time is going to be <laughs> devoted to that. But yeah. I mean, one of the things that we are hoping to do is, you know, even if we just mentioned, hey, here's like the Dream of the Week kind of thing. I know a lot of podcasts are doing that. Sony sony type podcasts but um i think it's cool to to highlight these creations and stuff like that because the mm-hmm. amount of work these people put into making these games i i honestly can't wrap my head around it's pretty exceptional so all right well let's uh let's move it over to you garrett um what have you been playing recently all right so i um a lot of you guys know that destiny is a game that i played a lot earlier in this generation probably i say without a doubt actually the game that i've put the most time into this generation and um when destiny 2 came out and i got it and played through the story and just really uh wasn't feeling like it was a new experience something that i needed to dive into Mm -hmm. but then um you know i kind of joked about this on twitter but i started playing division 2 a couple weeks ago and while i liked what i played of that all it really did was make me want to play destiny again so (laughs) Um, I, I pulled out my copy of destiny two and, um, started kind of messing around with some of the new features and the, 
the way things work now is completely different than than what I um, left when I left quit playing it mm-hmm. right after launch. Obviously, um, yeah, I take that back. I did play it a little bit last year for um, you know maybe a couple of days, but not something that I stuck with. But yeah. um, it's even changed since then as well. So. Um, yeah, I've been having fun with that, just kind of catching up on, you know, some of the expansions that I missed and stuff like that. Um, I didn't, I haven't gotten into the newest expansion yet because, um, they're doing these things called seasons now, which is basically a a battle pass and you get one free when you buy the latest expansion, but the one that's uh, current is about to run out in like 10 or 15 days. And I'm like, well, I'd rather just wait and mm-hmm. uh, you know, buy that whenever the new season launches, so that I have that full time to work on that right. battle pass. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of at a point with Destiny right now where I'm kind of just waiting on that because that's really what I want to play is just the story content at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, um, kind of got my fill of that for for over the last couple weeks. Um, but yeah, looking forward to playing that Shadow Keep um, expansion whenever the new season rolls over. So, and it looks like they're bringing back trials of Osiris, which was one of the more popular PVP, um, right. Aspects of the first, first game. Yeah. And so, uh, people are stoked about that. So probably get into some of that as well. That's awesome. I, Destiny's one of those games that continue. It's just crazy that, uh, you know, even with they've, they've had up and downs through that whole franchise, like, especially with the first one, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's one of those games that like, I wouldn't say it's underrated because it's still talked about a lot, but I mean, like, it's crazy to me that they're still get that game's still getting some great support, and I think that mm-hmm. since uh, Bungie split with Activision there and and kind of had controlled everything on for themselves, um, I'm really happy to see that they're still still going hard with it. I mean, Destiny 2's like you can download it for free now, correct? Like it, yeah, you, you can, yeah. Um, it's actually the base game and the first two, maybe three expansions. Wow. So it's actually a pretty generous uh, free yeah. to play uh, little offering there. So yeah, if anyone's you know interested in Destiny and has never played it before, I mean you can play. I think you probably get like forty five, fifty missions out of mm-hmm. just those those the base game and those couple expansions. So totally. there's definitely a lot of free content right there just to play if you've if you've had the itch to try it out. So absolutely. I, uh, I, I, one day I would like to come back to Destiny 2. I, I played it shortly after launch for quite a while and, mm-hmm. well, a decent amount of time, more than I played the first Destiny. And then I fell off, you know, like we do. And right. I was hoping to get back on for uh, Google Stadia because that was obviously the one of the first games that was mm-hmm. on there that you could play free and stuff. But we all know how that went. I t- mm-hmm. If you've listened to the show before, and uh, so yeah, I ended up not getting back into it um, for that reason. But I, I, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. You play one of those looter shooters, and you know, even if you're having fun with it, it might struck a chord. It's like, man, I, I got that that itch to get back into my favorite looter shooter right. in Destiny, right? So yeah, that that's awesome. I love how playing one game can kind of like give you that urge to play something else so yeah for sure yeah they've got a lot of systems that are in common mm-hmm. and so um i've never been a huge you know military i've never been into like the, the military shooters as much as i have more of the sci-fi stuff right. so um yeah i was just like man this is awesome but it'd be better if it was destiny so yeah <laughs> that's what i ended up doing and cool. had, had fun with it and probably come back to it here in a couple of weeks awesome cool 
All right, now to talk about Game of the Year 2020, House Flipper. So House Flipper is a game that, uh, I, I say that kind of jokingly, I, in all honesty, I should preface this by saying that House Flipper, I genuinely find fun um, and very therapeutic, which I'll expand on here in a little bit. But um, obviously a game about, you know, buying houses and cleaning them and remodeling them, renovating them and then selling them doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but there's something about this game that is is quite quite therapeutic. Um, so I did get a, a, a code from Frozen District, who's the publisher, um, and I got a chance to, to go in there, I guess more like over just over a week ago. And basically the concept of this game is... Like I said, your your job is to flip houses, so you're, that's kind of the main goal, but it's kind of, the game's kind of split up in two kind of areas, or two kind of game modes, I guess, is the best way to explain it. So um, the game's entirely from a first-person perspective. Uh, you kind of split your time in between buying houses and flipping them, and then on the other side, you can... Uh, gain income by taking on like jobs so you know you can get hired to go to somebody's house and sometimes it's like hey uh, we have like this big party it's all thrashed I need you to go in and like repair everything clean things up that kind of stuff paint this wall whatever Mm -hmm. Um, you know there's some that's like we have a cockroach infestation Um, so you, you go in there like a lot of the main kind of tasks you do are cleaning um painting, uh, installing, uh, I guess like appliances of sorts, like radiators Mm. and, um, uh, like doing plumbing and stuff. A lot of that is just like going, hovering your, your cursor over a place that's highlighted, pressing X and your character like screws a screw or whatever. Um, that sounds really like tedious and boring but it's actually quite mm-hmm. quick and snappy um it's just kind of another little element to repairing these houses and stuff and uh yeah painting building houses you know knocking down walls um building up walls uh and then besides doing all the the labor aspect of it it's also kind of like an interior designer type game you can you know you have this whole catalog it looks like a, a catalog from like ikea or something with just tons of like furniture Um, down to like little things like picture frames and you know coffee cups so you can actually design your houses and stuff so yeah I I jumped into this game on one of my days off thinking oh okay I'll play it for a couple hours and then maybe I'll jump into like Yakuza or Apex or something like that and I ended up spending my entire day off just playing that game because (laughs) it's like it's really weird because it's very um, like I said, it's very therapeutic and relaxing. So you go in and, um, you're just kind of getting caught up doing these tasks. And before you know it, like you're, you want to do the next one. Um, you know, I, I feel like this game is gonna, gonna win over those people that are like to watch those like satisfying videos on YouTube of like, you know, like floral foam being cut or, you know, stuff, pressure washers, like <laughs> spraying off rust off something or something like that mm-hmm. like the watching like being able to clean the walls and get it all clean and like go from a house that was totally trashed to this other thing there's something really re- rewarding about that um so it's definitely not a game for a lot of people and i understand that but 
it's just been a, a fun kind of time waster and something to do. Um, so yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, I, I kind of want to, there's kind of like a campaign where like there's X amount of like houses you can purchase and flip. And I kind of want to complete those and then maybe move on. But, um, mm. you know, as you progress, the houses get bigger and the jobs are bigger. So it takes more time. But one of the things that, um, me and, uh, my fiance, Megan <laughs> decided that we were going to do is I was going to go into these houses, do all the like labor aspect of it, the renovations. And then she was going to go in cause she really likes playing the Sims and, um, she was going to go in and like design the houses and stuff. So kind of a, a fun, fun thing. I, I could definitely mm. see people who are fans of those simulation games like the Sims or even city builders, like they'll, they'll, they'll be right at home with this type of game. But, um, yeah, at any rate, thank you so much to the publisher for providing that game code. I just kind of took a chance and, uh, find found contact info, reached out and they were, um, they responded really quickly with a code. So that was really awesome to see. So yeah. Um, I, I recommend just giving it a, a look up on YouTube, YouTube so you can check it out for yourself. I found it through people talking about it on Twitter, um, kind of as a joke, right, of it being like, this is the game of the year because it's kind of funny. It, it knows that it's a game about work and it doesn't take itself too seriously. So, yeah. Yeah, I, actually... I watched the... Uh, I, you had sent us the trailer, I think, for <laughs> yeah. the game. Mm. And I'm like, that actually looks pretty cool like it's kind of um we talked then too like how sometimes me and my wife we get trapped in the uh hgtv yeah channel like mm-hmm. we'll turn it on mm-hmm. um just for something to have on tv and then we end up getting sucked into the shows uh that they have on there and i'm like man this looks like hgtv the game and it looks awesome yeah. <laughs> like i'm like seriously considering picking it up like it looks like it, it would be uh like a, a pretty decent game sure yeah 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 i'm in the same boat we we get hooked on the hgtv stuff from time to time as well so um yeah i i had heard somebody independently i think it was actually on kind of funny uh say something about it and um i was like man that sounds kind of interesting and then you were like oh i got a code for it i'm like okay <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna probably have to check it out at sure, some point yeah, as well yeah, yeah speaking of hgtv actually i was uh, obviously this game was like on PCs first. You can tell that, mm-hmm. you know, it was developed by a small team and, um, made for PCs, but it, it plays quite great on, on console. And it's, I was looking at the expansions cause there are expansions released on the PC version. They have like mm. a garden one. So like if you liked cleaning and building inside the house you can now cut the lawn and like do landscaping (laughs) and then there's like an apocalypse edition so you can like uh do stuff with like underground bunkers and then nice there actually is hgtv was smart and saw this team this game and uh, there's an HGTV expansion. So like oh, wow. <laughs> there's an actual licensed HGTV expansion for this game. I don't know all the features. It probably is more robust in the t- interior decorating and stuff like that. So um, yeah, fun fun game nonetheless. I, uh, I will leave a link for anyone who wants to check it out uh, for the PlayStation Network store um, in the show notes. So head, head down there, click the link for... The, if you want to check it out and 
yeah, that's all. That's all I have to report on House Flipper. All right, we'll we'll work it back to you, Adam. Uh, what's your next game you wanted to talk about? So uh, the next one I'll bring up is kind uh, kind of the big one. I think the elephant in the room game is uh, <laughs> Yakuza Zero uh, came out on Game Pass this week, and uh, you know after hearing you talk about the Yakuza games and stuff, I'm like, man, I really I gotta play this. Like <laughs> it was it was top priority for me to play this game and. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. Like I, I like the, the kind of theme to it. I like the, uh, I like the story of it all, but I just, I'm not hooked by the gameplay. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I made the comparison that it's like a 3d streets of rage, um, uh, with some, you know, unlockables and sort of RPG type elements to mm-hmm. it. But yeah, the, the gameplay is just not, it's not doing it for me. <laughs> yeah, like that's the one thing that I think is the hardest sell for Yakuza is the gameplay is very repetitive. It's it's just kind of a a brawler where you can just kind of button smash and and work your way through that way. Um they 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 do explore some other elements in terms of gameplay um with like lots of like little mini games, especially like mm-hmm. some of the later games have that stuff. But yeah, like as we've talked on the podcast before, when we have this discussion around gameplay or story, I'm somebody who prioritize story over um, gameplay. A lot of the times, like a, a game could be quite repetitive in in terms of what you're doing. But mm-hmm. if it has a story that I find engaging, has a really strong narrative, I'll, I'll just kind of find myself attracted to it. And that's kind of what happened with Yakuza. Um, and it is definitely... Sorry, I'll let you talk a little bit more. I I, I gotta ref- hold myself back a little bit from talking too much and stealing the limelight from you guys. But the the games like it took me almost two years to get through Yakuza Kiwami Two, and it's not because like I disliked it. It's it's because of those reasons you mentioned. It's like I don't want to go every single day playing this this thing. Um, but the the story has me hooked enough that I I'm not going to drop it and walk away but it is that that's a hard sell especially when that story to get through can be you know 30 plus hours or whatever so yeah the um and like i said i i've really liked the main story so far but i've also hit a point where i'm now finding subquests and and the subquests are just so dull like you sit there and you listen to people talk for you know 20 minutes and then you have like one fight and that's it. Now, granted, this is early on. So yeah, I was going to say, they're they get like, a little bit more later involved, on, but... you get into some stuff that is like, you are like, why is this in this game? This is like so different from everything else. But anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it might just be one of those games where I, I just drop it down to easy just for the story and play through. But then, you know, on the other hand, if I do that, then the gameplay is not going to be very challenging. So, you know, it might just make the gameplay more uh, like unappealing for mm. me mm. um so it's yeah it's i i really want to like it and i'm, I'm just struggling yeah with it. <laughs> hey man i i appreciate you giving it the chance because that's more than so many people that i've you know told to play play the game but you know that that's the great part of it being on game pass you know that you got a, a chance to check it out and you didn't have to drop like 60 bucks on something that yeah. you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. this isn't my type of game. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I'm somewhere in between you guys at this point. I haven't played quite as much as, uh, well, obviously, as Luke, um, but quite as much as Adam has, I don't think. But um, I like what I've played, and it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Streets of Rage is one of my favorite series of all time, so a 3D version of that is, is no issue for me. But I, I do think um, it's not a game, like you were saying, Luke, that I think I'll, like, marathon through. I think it's something that I'll play in chunks and kind of just, maybe you know 30 45 minutes a day yeah. get through a few few battles and 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 progress it that way and that can be a game that i you know just kind of have you know when i've only got a few minutes to play something so mm-hmm. um i like i said i like what i've played so far the story is pretty interesting and um i'm gonna get give it some more time this week and and get back to you on it after that cool the yeah. other thing too i wanted to mention is um <clears throat> i'm finding some annoyance with the uh, for lack of better term, random encounters. Um, mm-hmm. So it was an issue I kind of had with with uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Is that I just I can't move in that world without <laughs> someone running up and attacking me. It's like, come on, like I'm just trying to get to, you know, to to point B here, and I can't even do that without people trying to take me down. So then I get, you know, sucked into a battle, and it's like I don't really want to do this right now, or I have to just run away from them. So. And I'm either like backtracking or, you know, just going in a direction that I didn't originally want to go. And it's like, can can you guys just leave me alone for like five minutes so (laughs) I can do get to where I'm trying to go here? Um, And then, yeah. So so that is is kind of frustrating in the same way it was with Kakarot, because that was the exact same way. Like, I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to fly around the world. And here I have these these damn robots that just keep flying up on me. It's like, come on, like. Give me some space. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That That is definitely, like, my least favorite part of the game. Like, especially, like, when you're deep in the story, but you're like, okay, I need to get to this point to progress or whatever, and you know however many people you're going to run into on the way there. It's, it's like, I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to, like, <laughs> go on. Like, the story just hit a great moment, and I don't want it to interrupt by doing this dull mm-hmm. kind of you know, combat for three, three more times before I get there. So, Mm. but that is the game. Like, I mean, even like when you encounter boss, boss, like when you're trying to reach a boss, you go through waves and waves and waves of enemies that, uh, it almost like there's been some times, like I know in Yakuza zero specifically, there was at one point in the game, mission that just like felt like it was never ending it was like (laughs) how many more floors does this building that i'm going up have like i i fought like literally hundreds of men at this point and like what's going on so yeah it's um from y'all like one thing that i try to keep in mind is like yakuza zero is a a playstation 3 game that also got released on playstation 4 Mm. and uh yakuza Kiwami and Kiwami 2, although are remakes of PlayStation 2 games and they've added stuff and they look great, you know, they at their core, they're still a PlayStation 2 game. It wasn't until 6 that the, I, th- I think that's why 6 did really well and that's why you hear a lot of people like, oh, I played 6, but I've never played any mm-hmm. of the other ones. Is it, it, That is a, a game that I think, again, I haven't played it for myself, but from what I've heard, it takes a lot of those you know, last gen and the gen before that of video games that had those kinds of gameplay mechanics that were very prominent in, in games from that era. They've taken those things away and, and put it in for what works in today's generation of video games. So 
I uh, what I I kind of like about the game is like the world. Um, so if anyone like wants to just dabble in this kind of universe, but like doesn't really want to get tied into a series like the game Judgment, um, who Jay Yi, who was on a couple of weeks ago, says that he he was playing that. That game is mm-hmm. in the universe, but it's kind of reverse. Like you play a, instead of a yakuza, you play a detective. So that adds way different stuff that you get to do mm-hmm. in the game. So um, it's kind of cool that it. Like and Yakuza Seven supposed to be like a turn-based game, so they 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 are dabbling with trying to figure out um, different things that they can do with this franchise, which is cool to see, I guess. So, yeah, I guess I should mention that I did have a little bit of technical issues with it. Um, mm. I don't think it's enhanced for X, which is interesting. Uh, pretty much everything that comes out at this point has those those upgrades, but. Uh, at one point it, I was having some really bad frame rate issues and then all of a sudden it just locked up completely and had to completely oh, wow. quit and, mm. and, uh, restart. What, um, what part was that in? Just curious. Um, just out on the street, just walking around. Yeah. Oh, really? It was huh. really weird. Yeah. I don't know what happened there, but, um, yeah, uh, nothing too major. That's the only time it's happened to me, but it was kind of just like, whoa, I haven't had a game like hard freeze on me like yeah, that in yeah. a while. So it's kind of jarring, but um i'm sure yeah it could do with the fact that like obviously this game wasn't like de- it was developed on for, mm-hmm. for playstation hardware and um like even like the pc ports took a while for them to finally mm-hmm. get the remakes on on onto pc so yeah sure. that's uh that could explain the hiccup because it's on xbox but still that's like yeah whenever that comes in this day and age like i i try to relax myself to not like okay take a breath but it's like really like (laughs) why why do we have to deal with this but yeah yeah i'm sure they'll you know if if it is an issue and it wasn't just a one-off thing that there'll be a patch or something but yeah all right um i've talked a little bit let's uh so you guys have played yakuza adam why don't you bring up another game all right um so i in my search for or rather so let me start over here. <laughs> so maybe part of my, my reason for not super getting into Yakuza is I kind of feel like I'm in a little bit of a gaming slump right now because I'm just so looking forward to Animal Crossing and mm. uh, Final, Final Fantasy VII Remake yeah. <laughs> that it, it's hard to find enjoyment in other games when those ones are so close and I'm so excited for them. Uh, but to try and capture what, what little bit of that animal crossing hype that I can, I decided to pick up rune factory Four special for uh, Nintendo switch. Okay. Hmm. Um, because it is kind of like a kind of slice of life. Um, but like very anime slice of life mm-hmm. type game. Um, it, a, a lot like stardew Valley because there's combat in it. Unlike uh, animal crossing. Um, it, it is, it reminds me Definitely a lot more Stardew Valley because you do have just uh, basically four calendar uh, months per year, which is essentially just a a different season. And um, so you progress, you know, just day to day. It's not like, again, not like Animal Crossing where it's um, where it follows your in real life date and time. But there's there's combat, there's crafting, there's farming, there's uh, relationship building, and it seems like it's a little bit more combat heavy than what 
say like Stardew Valley is like there is actual like there seems to be a dungeon progression and uh, in the first dungeon I explored when I defeated the boss um, it that that boss turned into a person that is now part of the town so I don't know if there's going to be more like that like more unlockable like uh, villagers but I'm still pretty much in the tutorial section right now so I'm not super far into it um, but the, it, it seems okay. It, it's definitely, at least so far, like it's, it's certainly no Animal Crossing. Um, but I, I'd say even, you know, Stardew grabbed me a little bit better than what, than what this game is, you know, from the very start. Um, cause I love Stardew. I thought that was great. Like right from the time I played that, I'm like, I'm so into this game. <laughs> and, uh, this one, it, it's, it's good. It seems decent. But it's just not quite capturing what I what I hoped I would get out of it. Like I said, just trying to get something to tide me over until Animal Crossing does mm. come out. But it is it is decent. Um, it's a port from 3DS, I believe. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And they they are working on Rune Factory Five mm-hmm. for the Switch, brand new title, yeah. or brand new mm. game. Um, so this one is just kind of like that that midpoint kind of tied people over mm-hmm. and so it's it's good i mean it, for those that are into those type of games like it's it's definitely enjoyable like it's it's pretty close uh to the experience that you get out of stardew valley right um mm-hmm. so yeah it's i i want to play a little bit more but again i'm in kind of a slump and it's just not quite yeah it's not animal crossing Mm -hmm. that's the problem (laughs) yeah no that's fair but only only a couple more weeks like i know we're in march we are now officially in march so (laughs) it's right around the corner all right garrett's do you have another game for us um well i've got a quick one here so i just wanted to before resident evil 3 comes out i wanted to finish and do claire's second run on resident evil 2 remake never got around to that last year when i was playing uh playing it before our game of the year discussions so um yeah i started that i played maybe like 45 minutes got into the police station and then uh got kind of torn up by some zombies because it seems like the the uh ammo is a little bit scarcer uh, from the get-go on this side so um yeah they, i've been trying to avoid more than shoot and it's yeah. not going well <laughs> yeah it's uh, so sorry you yeah you said claire's second run is what you're doing second run yeah, yeah, yeah that's right gotcha yeah because you did leon first like me okay mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. so uh yeah not really too much to talk about there just um wanted to kind of knock that out ahead of uh re3 yeah. coming out soon as well so um yeah i'll when, probably be that? working that's on that early this april that's april 10th so a week after final fantasy <laughs> isn't yeah. that isn't that the same day as final fantasy oh then maybe it's no you're right uh it's the third then so a week before i was before. gonna say third uh, sounds more familiar yeah yeah that's right got them flipped there yeah cool um do you did you want to i'm gonna talk a little bit about apex but uh yeah do you want to say what you wanted to say around apex yeah so with apex uh that's really the last game i've been playing this week um nothing too special to talk about as far as what i've been up to in apex but uh there is a new uh special event starting um 
It's from March 3rd through 17th. So the day this podcast comes out is the day it begins. Um, and so it's called System Override. Um, and mm. the story here is there's this new game mode called Deja Loot. And basically all loot is going to spawn in the same exact spot every match. And as well as the plane path that goes over the map at the beginning and mm. the um, where the rings are located are going to be the same, same. all day for wow. 24 hours. Um, and then so that'll rotate uh, every day. And the first week it's going to be the World's Edge map. And second week it's going to be King's Canyon. So oh, um, cool. seems like it's going to be a pretty interesting type of um, variation on the game yeah. where, you know, if everyone knows exactly where Where's their favorite where? weapons yeah. are. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to get hairy by the end of the day, I think. So uh, should be should be a cool thing to check out. And then on top of that, there's also a new item called the Evo Shield. And so what this is, is it's a body armor that starts out uh, weaker than your typical white body armor. Okay. Um, but then as you do damage to other players, it oh, levels up the shield. Cool. So uh, it goes from the white to blue to purple, and then it goes up to a red level, which is actually more powerful than the purple. So wow. um, they said that this is going to be in the Deja Loot mode and dropping like a lot in that mode. Um, okay. But they're also going to put it into the regular mode, uh, potentially if, if people like it. So um, that might be a cool addition that could actually stick around past this event. Um, and then the only other thing really is just um, they're doing an exclusive event prize track, which is basically a free battle pass just for this event. So as you play in the event, you'll level up and earn rewards. And then there's also some, uh, premium cosmetic stuff that goes along with that. Um, and if you buy all of them, you unlock the Octane heirloom set or either buy or right, unlock yeah. via. I, I, via yeah, in, so, cool. um, yeah, that's really it. Just a cool event that's coming up. That should be a lot of fun and kind of change the way apex is, has been played for the last uh, little bit here. Yeah. So should be interesting. Just wanted to let everyone know about that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I, I knew, uh, couple tidbits of the things you mentioned but uh, i didn't know about that uh new like mode that was coming so that's really and awesome and that i have the third off it's one of my days off this week so nice. that's probably how i'm gonna spend the day now which uh, and no complaints for me that uh i they, they had that event not i don't know if it was last weekend or the weekend before uh they brought they had like the king's canyon was available mm. to play in for and it's uh honestly it made me a like really enjoy the new map a lot more because not that king's canon like it was great to kind of um, like it was it just felt like yesterday you know, even mm-hmm. though it had been several months since i had played um and it felt like hey this i know exactly where this building is or you know where the crates are in this this section of the map and stuff like that um but i like the the new map does such a better job at like um, there's a word for it. I'm blanking on, but just like the levels of like having the tunnels, having the mainland mm-hmm. and having those upper, you know, buildings in, in some right. of the, the high rise apartments or whatever you want to call it areas. Yeah. Um, it takes advantage of the, the verticality. Of yes. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. Yeah. I just did it less, less. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that I've been playing it. I finally got my first couple wins of season four. Nice. Um, unfortunately they were, uh, mostly due to my teammates. I, I, uh, I think the one, I didn't even shoot a single person. So that was great. Um, or no, I, I shot people. I didn't 
even knock a single person down is what gotcha. I meant to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. Like I, I like playing that game. Um, it's so much fun. I, I like that I've, this bug is still, still in me, like from mm-hmm. the start of season four up until like, you know, just the other day, like I, I'm still wanting to play it. I still, um, have that urge to play it. So yeah, hit like, uh, we still have yet to play with you, Adam, but, uh, if you, if any of you listeners play apex and want to like me, me and Garrett have been playing quite a bit, like hit us up on Twitter mm-hmm. at LP Panther and at Luke Allen arm. Cause we, we would love to have another third squad member who uh, listens to the show and then we can play with you guys. That'd be awesome. So, um, yep. Adam, do you have any more games? I I'm, I'm done. Garrett, I think you said that I'm was the last one. Yeah, yeah. So Adam, it's, uh, it's up to you if you have anything else you wanted to share. Yeah. I just have uh, one more and then, uh, and then uh, maybe just a antidote of sure. sorts or anecdote of sorts. But um, so the one the last game I want to talk about is one that that I played literally like an hour before we we started up the show here. And that is Overcooked 2 uh, yes. it's on, on Game Pass right now. Me and my mm-hmm. wife, Kelly, sat down to play. We uh, we played through a good deal of the first game and we got to a point where we we couldn't progress any further because we just <laughs> for whatever reason, we could not get three stars on some of these like we're pretty mm. much getting two stars on every level with the the occasional three star or occasional one star and we just reached a point where we couldn't progress but you know this i saw overcooked two was on game pass so it's like all right you know why not why not give that a play because we did we did really enjoy it even though we kind of hit uh, a roadblock yeah. but yeah it's just it's so much fun like it's they somehow made it more fun but it's pretty much the same but uh, i guess maybe the new recipes and kind of new new environments we're in the uh the second group of levels Mm -hmm. right now so the the difficulty is starting to ramp up at this point but uh we're we've pretty much hit three stars on on just about every level uh right now so we're doing we're doing pretty good but the uh difficulty has definitely bumped up but it's it's fun. I, I'm glad I'm glad we sat down to play that, and hopefully, hopefully we play a little bit more. Overcooked, like one, I mean, hour two, like is the game that whenever somebody asks, like, what's a great co-op game, like for me to play with, you know, my significant other or even like my kid or something. Like every single time, that's the game I go to mm-hmm. because ever since like I played it, I'm like, this has got to be like the the most fun I've had playing a game cooperatively. Um, it's, it's such, such a fun time. And like you said, it's challenging. It's not, uh, you can make it hard on yourself if you're wanting to, to go for the three stars that the same thing happened to me and Meg, like where we got to a point where, cause we, if we would do two star level or we saw that we weren't going to make that three star, we're like restart. Like we, we will sell it for <laughs> nothing less than three stars. And we got to a point where we got stuck and we walked away from the game for like several months and then I was like, you know what? Let's go back. We're, we're refreshed. We're ready to go. And we went in there. And yeah, we three starred every every level. Um, had had some trouble with that final boss, but uh, yeah, we want to do the same thing. I think I'm by the sounds of uh, where you're at in Overcooked Two is kind of where we left it. Um, so now that you've brought it up, it makes me want to like, hey, Meg, let's uh, let's <laughs> boot up Overcooked Two again and let's have at her. 
Yeah, we've already had a couple of levels so far where it's we're kind of we're getting frantic and and uh, stuff is happening. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, and then yeah, and then like I'm I'm trying to like do so many things at once. I'm like, why the hell am I holding this pan? Like, put this down. I need the plate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then yeah, of course you get to the point where we're out of dishes and someone has to wash dishes. And, yeah. Um. Meanwhile, we're in the stage where there's, you know, we're in like these hot air balloons, but they keep shifting around. It's like, I can't, I can't deliver it right now because the balloon's not in the right spot. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's so funny. Like we, we definitely had some good laughs already playing, playing through that. And, yeah. Um, I, I would love to, I think it'd be so fun to try it with like four people on all yes. in the room at once. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine the chaos that would that would <laughs> ensue with that because you would think it would make it easier, but I think you know everyone getting in each other's way. I think it would just make it even more wild. I think so because oh, yeah. <laughs> you definitely need like good communication and yes. I, like it's so it's so funny because I like for me and Meg when we'd have like some sort of system that we would come up with like okay this is the best way to kind of tackle this this level or whatever and then clearly like we just were not working great together and so we like stopped like okay we need to okay let's just pause the game here okay you this is your job you do nothing like you don't touch this ingredient this is my space <laughs> yeah. don't even come over here and yep. <laughs> and then i'll find myself like doing one of her jobs and then she'll yell at me and be like that's not, that's my job. And it's, it's hilarious. Cause it's like, you, you need to cooperate. It's that's why I recommend it as a cooperative game because it's like, yeah. you do need that cooperation to be successful in it. So there was, there was one we were doing where, where every, every meal that you make requires pasta. Yeah. And then, uh, some of the dishes require mushrooms. Some of them require like, uh, beef mm-hmm. and, and it's one where we have to – we're separated, so she has to throw the ingredients yeah. over to me <laughs> uh, for me to actually put them all together and, and plate them up. And so she uh, she just started throwing all the mushrooms and all the meat across. And I'm like, I don't have any pasta. Like, <laughs> where's the yeah. pasta? Because I can't send anything yeah. out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. It's it's so much fun. It's it's ridiculous. So we're sitting there like and it sounds like I'm it sounds like I'm a terrible husband and I keep yelling at my wife, but honestly like it goes both ways. Oh, totally. Like <laughs> and, <laughs> d- don't judge until you've played Overcook and then you'll have an understanding for 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 what what we've had to go through. <laughs> yeah. I I will never let down though is the fact that I 100%ed Overcooked right with that that nice. trophy of that was like i think it's a gold trophy ultra rare um like three starring but overcooked one does not have a platinum trophy so i 100 percent it but i didn't even get rewarded <laughs> with a freaking platinum dude that's wild I, I feel like so far i feel like overcooked two is a little bit easier than the first one i can't imagine getting 100 percent in that first game just because we struggled so it was hard. hard with it yeah it's uh there was one can't even remember because it's been a little while, but some of the, um, it's funny because you would progress into other, at least even I found this with Overcooked too, is some level designs like are just more difficult. Like there's in Overcooked one, there's like a lava level that, you know, if you fall in the lava, you got to wait like the three or four seconds before you come back mm-hmm. in. And, you know, and whereas like the space level where 
your things are kind of flowing around and you have to put things in shuttles and send them back and forth and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like that was almost easier to me. Like it, even though it, that those set of levels I think were after, or maybe I have that reverse, but at any rate, some of the later levels were easier than some of the earlier levels. But yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things that you just, uh, if you, you get stuck and it's clearly not working, like just go play a different level, go play, um, progress. Cause you can still progress as long as you reach that score or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, play that and then come back to finish up because we did that with a couple of them. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So play overcooked if, if you haven't, like yes. Adam said, it's on the second one's on game pass, which I didn't realize. Yep. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And I haven't actually played it, so I think I'm probably going to download that after we're done here tonight. For sure, yeah. I I honestly think you and your wife would get a kick out of it, and yeah. um, I, your uh, your kid's probably a little too young to. Yeah, he's beast. he's been uh, beasting out some Mar- Super Mario now. Yeah. he can get to to World Three on yeah. his or not World Three, Level Three on his own now. So there I got to go. give him some props real quick. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that one's probably a little too hectic for yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> he'll he'll be there soon enough though. Honestly, yeah. like it's one day. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's a great one. I think to I think Adam, your brother Steven, like a couple weeks ago was asking for games he could play with his kids and mm-hmm. we recommended overcooked cause it's, uh, yeah. it's a great game to, to have play to follow others. up and see if, see if he, did if he that. actually did it. Yeah. 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 If he took a break from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, now he's got his whole family into it now. Yeah. Um, his, his son beat it and, uh, his wife is, she got through the fourth gym the oh, last I heard. She's so. further than mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> and she's not, she did it in like a day too. Like it's wow, crazy. I yeah. I don't even think I did it that quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's impressive. All right. Well, let's move into question of the week. So last week we asked you guys, did you ever use video game strategy guides? And if so, what was your favorite one? So we got a decent amount of responses. So uh, over on Facebook, we have Alex McDee says, all the time when I was a kid, I used to print them out at school and then bring them home. Probably used them the most for Splinter Cell games. Quietly sneaking through the shadows, executing people at close range is hard for a 10-year-old, you know? <laughs> uh, Matt Johnson says, for sure, before the internet, there was only Nintendo Power Magazine. Uh, yes, you had to resort mm-hmm. to those hard copies, Um where we're very fortunate now that if we get stuck, we can just look <laughs> things up and have our answers within seconds. So then over on Twitter, we got Stephen Beagle at Lordly King S dot. Um, <laughs> I remember my final <laughs> fantasy 10 and 12 guides fondly. The final fantasy 12 one was especially good for all those hunts. Yeah. I remember, I think my older sister, cause she like was obsessed with 10 and 10 two, And mm. she, I'm pretty sure had the strategy guide for 10 and, uh, was always looking in into that because Final Fantasy games are, are quite big to tackle, especially I can think she was pretty well, she would have been a teenager at that point, but anyways. Um at Lindsay Walzer says, Yes, my Viva Pinata guide was well loved. Um then we have at grand underscore video. I have one for the first Animal Crossing. I use the checklist in the back for collecting furniture, which mm. is pretty cool. Um I always loved when the guides, some guides had some sort of, not just like a walkthrough, but they had like all the collected. That's, that's what made guides good is because they didn't just 
help you out with a certain level you were stuck on, but they had extra features in the game that uh, you didn't know about and stuff. So that's the mm-hmm. one thing I kind of miss is having those guides to to find out different parts of the game that you won't necessarily see just doing a casual playthrough or something like that. So, right, uh, Garrett, what uh, did you ever use strategy guides growing up? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, yeah, Nintendo Power, I think that was always kind of the bonus item. You would always get a free guide whenever you renewed your subscription mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's probably how I ended up getting my first few ones. And then, yeah, I mainly used them for, for what you were talking about. And I, I like to play the main story myself, but then use the guide to kind of find all the secrets later on and yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, definitely used them. Kind of a something I, I miss yeah. that, that we don't have have really any anymore. So I do usually buy the Animal Crossing guide, uh, like uh, Grand Video mentions. So those are usually really really helpful. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably be picking that up, and that'll be my only uh, strategy guide here for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, nice. How about you, Adam? I've I've only had a handful growing up. Um, the one I probably remember the most is I'd say Chrono Cross. Um, I tended to frequent uh, game FAQs a lot when I was growing up. So I actually used that more mm. than I used physical physical guides. So it's a testament to how long that site's been there because, mm-hmm. I mean, I would have been like, I don't know, 12, 13 or so whenever mm-hmm. I was using that site for pretty much every game I played. Big props to whoever was putting the Breath of Fire 3 guides on there because I definitely used that. <laughs> um, but... I was kind of hoping my friend Justin would have would have posted on this one because uh, in eighth grade, I actually met him because he had a copy of the Final Fantasy VII strategy guide. And I it was at the end of, end of class in eighth grade, uh, very end of the day. So we had a little bit of time before buses showed up and I saw him looking at his his copy of the strategy guide. I'm like, I went up and I was just basically like. I, I'd never talked to him before, I think, ever. And I was like, dude, I love this game. Like, <laughs> And we basically, like, we looked at the strategy guide together and we talked about Final Fantasy VII yeah. and we've been best friends ever since. Mm, so. That's awesome. So that's thankfully, cool. he had a strategy yeah. guide and that got us talking and that, yeah. Cool. So That's an awesome story. <laughs> For myself, I, I never really owned too many, like, I'm, I'm a bit younger than you guys, so I uh, had access to the internet, you know, when I was probably you know i don't know what year it was but at that point like that's when i kind of, the internet was just really being began getting popular when i really started getting video games so i kind of could use that to my advantage but it still wasn't like a thing that i used i was a kid you know um so i did have a couple guides here and there um before my favorite one would that i had was uh a more newer one which was grand theft auto 4 because it had so much information obviously like the map but it also showed you like different locations um all the different npcs all this extra content like i said which is was my favorite part of the guides is um not necessarily how to play a game but just like what else is there in this game that you might not know Mm -hmm. about um, I will give a special shout out to, I had Prince of Persia Sands of Time on PlayStation 2 and early in the game, I think I was, I'd be like in grade four probably when that game came out and I, I like, 
I, I don't know if I was just a dumb kid or there was a part of the tutorial that like just didn't really explain how to do something well because like it said that you needed to press X to climb up these walls. Um, and the mechanic was that you would kind of like run up a wall, press X, jump off a wall and then jump back and forth um, mm-hmm. until you work your way up, right? And I, for whatever reason, just like, I think the way they explain it, I didn't realize I needed to like, rapidly press like x or press x as soon as you like make contact with the other wall so you can jump back and forth and i just couldn't figure it out and i'm like trying everything like i spent hours trying to figure it out i was like infuriated and uh we went to the mall one day and there was a bookstore i went in there and i saw this prince of persia sands of time guide and i found that spot and it explained it how i just did that you know you need to press x once you make (laughs) contact i'm like that's all I need to do. Like, are you kidding me? And I remember I was like, I was scouring through this book and like one of the employees came over and they're like, uh, you need to purchase that. You can't just stand here reading. I'm like, well, I got what I needed anyway. So I put it back on the shelf and I left and I went home and got it the first try. I'm like, wow, a lot of yelling and screaming over something that literally took me less than 15 seconds. So anyways, Well, thank you guys so much for submitting answers for this week's question. Uh, We have a new question to issue, guys. Uh, This one's going to be a fun one. Uh, There's going to be a lot of unique stories for for this week's question. That is, tell us a horror story about a time you lost your save progress in a video game. Um, Not so much an issue anymore with the cloud and autosave but back in the back in the day you used to have to remember to save save your game Mm -hmm. and not only that um you had to save it to like a memory card or something like that and only uh, 90s kids only 90s kids would understand (laughs) and i I know adam has has one story specifically that he's talked about before that uh is quite brutal and i know that a lot of you guys listening out there have probably experienced this at one point in time so yeah uh Head over to our Twitter page. That's where we post the question um, or Facebook. Uh, you'll see the tweet or the post question of the week. And then you can respond in there and we'll read your guys' answers on next week's episode. Um, if you're old school, which not many of you seem to be, you can email me uh, contact at gamesarefunpodcast.com. Just subject question of the week and give your response that way. And yeah, we make, we make it so easy for you guys. Like if you're listening to the show, and you don't know about show notes, like every episode uh, doesn't matter. It has our show notes, uh, which is like a description um, of the episode. And there is direct links to our Twitter page, our Facebook page, um, our own personal Twitter account. So whenever we mention these things, like literally all I have to do is bring up the show notes and click the link and you're already there. You can give us a follow. You can, um, you know, uh, set up the alerts so that you you get those tweets and stuff like that. Um, so please please do that. Um, the last like I do want to say thank you to you guys because the past like three weeks have been really good. We've been getting a lot of responses. I think last week we had like a ton of responses that um, we we're reading out. So that that's really awesome to to have that. It feels like we're 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 getting a chance to interact with you guys listening. Um, so really appreciate that. Keep it up. Um, yeah thank you so much all right guys well i guess that concludes our episode um we went a decent amount of time there uh a little longer than i expected so that's that's great a really solid show adam where can people keep up with you 
You can find me on Twitter at AdamPalooza85 and send me some dreams to play. For sure. <laughs> Garrett, how about yourself? I'm on Twitter at LPPanther. You can follow me at LukeAllenArm. Um, I'm going to be playing Apex. Uh, well, when this episode drops on Tuesday, I will mm-hmm. be on Xbox. Cats uh, on Tacos, um, space between each of those words. Uh, hit me up. I would love to play some Apex. I think I'm also off on the 4th. So Tuesday, Wednesday this week, um, if you want to play Apex, hit me up on Twitter or on Xbox and uh, we can squad up. And then, as mentioned, follow the show at Games Are Fun Pod on Twitter. Search for Games Are Fun on Facebook. Follow us there. And, yeah, hopefully, I'm hoping next week, if the rumors are true, we'll have uh, some juicy content to talk about. There's that Mm -hmm. rumor of, like, possibly a March 3rd ps5 reveal i don't i don't know like i feel like we would have heard heard about it by now um unless it's embargoed until tomorrow morning but mm-hmm. uh uh kojima has teased stuff that was an official t- tease because there's that i'm sure most of the people i've heard about we had that tweet that was sent out and they on the paper that was on the desk said like next week and it said mm-hmm. that they had something to share with us so mm-hmm. i'm hoping that's like hey it's ps5 <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else is speculating it's like Here's our PS5 reveal and Kojima Productions is doing, uh, is worked with Konami and they're doing, they're going to do Silent Hill. And I'm like, if that happens, I may lose my shit, but, uh, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll find out next week. Um, yep. yeah. yeah, I'm very curious to see how that pans out for sure. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share this podcast, and we will talk to you guys all next week. See you later.